start this week with an apology for last week. That's a good way to start any week. I talked about legal work, and I had made a vow to never do that way back when I was in law school. They wouldn't give you a degree if you didn't take that vow. I don't know if it still holds. I think it was about protecting all the TV shows about lawyers. If anybody knew how boring it actually was, Nobody could sit and watch people pretend to do it and still suspend their disbelief. And keep in mind, I was trying to make it sound interesting. I talked about things in terms of cases and issues, but it was really just a lot of reading. Reading, remembering, comparing. Mostly just reading. Actually, that was true about all work. Not the reading, but you couldn't talk about whatever actual work you did. It was all bound to be very boring and unfulfilling. And if you really got into it, everybody would realize how sad you were and how sad we all were. The whole thing might have collapsed. Uh, you could talk about work as if it was some kind of drama. Um, like, you could say that all the people at your job were persecuting you for some unknown reason. And that was interesting. You could also talk about the absurdities of it. I once watched a woman that I worked with uh, remove every single key on her keyboard, wipe each key with tissues, and then put them back on. That's what she did because there wasn't anything else to do. And she made it seem really, really important. That was work. And I'm not lying when I tell you this. People said it was good for you. This week I'd like to turn to something uh, a little less boring to me, probably because I know less about it. History. I'd like to do uh, history, or no, not make history. I'd like to create a history now. I know history is kind of, you know, even before you start hearing about it, you're bound to be kind of skeptical. It's someone saying... Well, here's every, here's every important thing that happened. But it can't be every important thing. And as I've said before, the real story, it isn't even really a story. All that's ever really happened is a few different kinds of particles propelled by a few different forces slamming into each other over and over and over again until patterns emerge. And sometimes those patterns repeat. Sometimes they repeat with slight variations. And that's all of history, in under a minute. But that's history at very high, high resolution. We can uh, kind of zoom out and just look at humans and what they do, and try to keep track of some of the important things. The problem is, uh, no one even knows what's going to be important. Like when I heard OK Soda was coming out again, I knew it would be important to me. 
but I didn't know it would change the whole world for the worse. I'm not going to talk about that again. I'll tell you what I know about the authority, where it came from, and why. First, you have to start with the council. I was part of that. It wasn't a council like we used to have. It was really anybody. Sometimes it was everybody, everybody who was left. We'd meet and talk about our problems and how to solve them. We had a, a lot of very long meetings. But I think we came out with some moderately good rules, but not that many of them, and even some decent programs. I think uh, before I mentioned the census, that was an idea I presented at the very first meeting. And after a few years, there was definitely an effort toward getting it done. We never came up with things like money, which I've said I thought was a pretty good tool. But there were lots of disagreement about what money was or what it should be. Uh, took care of the food situation. That was mainly collecting food and trying it out. It wasn't everything. It wasn't everyone deciding everything all at the same time. I know a lot of people like to make it seem like that's what it was, so maybe no one will ever try it again. But we had a few smaller, specialized groups. The Water and Power Council. Yeah, they had a, a lot of people who were experts. And they worked pretty quickly, at least when it came to lighting up downtown. And that has to be one of the... No, that has to be the greatest achievement of the council. I know there's nothing downtown, and there never was unless you had to go to court or you worked in a bank. But people could see it from everywhere at night. I let them know where they were. Like somewhere north of downtown. Or somewhere south of downtown. Uh, I, I assume people who were by the beach already knew where they were. And they were mostly trying to get out of there. Yeah. Downtown. We did it. There really wasn't much else for us to do. So we thought... The council met once every few months. Uh, more and more people from various settlements joined in. We didn't have a lot of laws to enforce and no taxes to collect. There was no medium to collect taxes in. But the council wasn't the only system of government. There were also the militias. These were people, they used to call them preppers. Uh, they thought along with everyone else, that the old way of life wasn't going to last. But instead of looking forward to that, they assumed that the world would turn into a violent chaos. There was a philosopher called Hobbes, and he thought that people were all just uh, maniacs by nature, and that without a strong system of control... They would all murder the first person who fell asleep every night. That was Thomas Hobbes. So these people, uh, assuming that the neighbors that they'd lived next to for years and the people they had worked with for years had a secret yearning to kill them, uh, they prepared to do combat with every member of the human race. They were so insane 
that naturally there was a television show about them. But that was before. After the calamities, Brepper started forming militias and policing the rest of us, trying to reestablish some kind of order. That's the ones who survived the calamities. I assume most of them died, just like most of the members of every group. Uh, those of us in the council, well, we didn't get it. We didn't have a police force. Said we didn't have many laws. There wasn't anything to steal. Uh, we had trials for the murderers and rapists. But all we could really do to anyone was banish them. Ironically, a few of them ended up joining the militias. Maybe that's not ironic. Maybe that's totally logical and something we should have foreseen. I saw a few people that I remembered having sent out when I was captured by the Lakewood militia. Terrible times. During my imprisonment, I asked one of the commanders if he'd ever read Hobbes. First he said, Calvin and Hobbes? That was a comic strip. I said that no, I meant the writer, Thomas Hobbes. And this commander said, I don't read for pleasure. He said it like it was some kind of boast. The only reason I asked him was that he was living out the uh, Hobbes's Hobbes's Hobbesian ideas. He was living the ideas of Hobbes. But maybe if he'd seen those ideas written down, if he'd read and thought about them, he would have known they were nonsense. Ah, uh, I felt like I could read his mind, that militia man. I'm paraphrasing what I read in his mind. It was something like, everything terrifies me. I want to see and control every particle in the universe and everything that moves them. That was in his eyes. Really, that was in his whole face. He had a mustache. But that was all later. I was telling you about the authority. We knew there were these militias, and we had to have a way of dealing with them, defending ourselves. We created the authority to create that defense. They weren't bound by the usual rules. They didn't have to have approval from the council for most of what they did. And they were like the Water and Power Council, which had been so successful with the power not so much with the water. The authority started making their own rules about how they would operate. A command structure. They had something like troops, but in the beginning they didn't have anything to do with them. So they merged with the Water and Power Council and used their people in expanding the grid. I think as far as most people were concerned, the authority became the real government came up with its uh, court system, first for deciding cases among its troops and commanders, but gradually it allowed other people to submit their issues. And after we started learning about the Whisperers, people began to look, for them, look to them for protection. Also, having large public meetings to come to a consensus didn't seem like a very good idea. Were we agreeing with one another because we were being persuaded? Or were we slowly drifting into that mutant collective?
That's history. What comes next? I'm hoping I find out next week. There was another can of lentils in the house above. This time I left a note for the pair, telling him when and where I'd like to meet. If he got it, that should happen sometime this week. Dr. Singh has told me it's a terrible idea. He said that if he had arms and legs, he would block the airlock that leads above ground. But he doesn't have arms or legs. He's asked that I put him in a uh, fireproof safe when I leave for the meeting. I don't think the pair wants to kill me. If he doesn't, then you'll find out what happened next time on the world's last podcast.